Debbie Taylor Williams. Thank you for joining me for End Times, the Reliability of Prophecy. You know, we, our, our nation and world, are at a crisis. Today, it's easier than ever for false information, lies, and propaganda to spread and for true information to be silenced. You know that. Pictures can be doctored, false accusations can ruin a person's reputation before they have the opportunity to make a defense. It's a scary time. Intelligence agencies attempt to discern the state of the minds of leaders who can catapult us into global war. How do we predict the reliability of someone's word that what they say is true, whether about a pandemic, political position, or anything else for that matter? Is God reliable? Will he do what he says? Does he have the capability to carry out what he says regardless of human or satanic interference? We find the answer in Isaiah 46, 9 through 11. Remember the former things past, long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things which have not been done, saying, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my purpose from a far country. Truly, I have spoken. Truly, I will bring it to pass. I have planned it. Surely, I will do it. The Bible is a journal proving God is reliable. We can look forward with confidence to the future because we can look back and see that what he said he was going to do, he did. For instance, in Genesis 2, 17, God warned Adam and Eve that if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would die. Sin poisons. They ate. Genesis 5, 5 states, and he, Adam, died. Genesis 6, 13 and 17 says the earth was filled with violence and that God was going to destroy it with the people with a flood. And then we read, the flood came upon the earth. In Genesis 18, 17, the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. At that time, his wife Sarah was barren and they didn't have the son that had been promised to them. A nation? Nations? John 3.16, you know it well. The fulfillment of the prophecy. For God so loved the world, not only the Jewish nation, but the world, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. Another example, the prophet Isaiah in chapters 44, 28 through 45, foretells 150 years before it happened that a king named Cyrus would reign over Persia, that Cyrus would let the Jewish people return to their homeland, to Jerusalem, and let them rebuild their temple. That was prophesied 150 years before it happened, naming the king Cyrus. We can't even predict who our next president will be. Daniel 9, 24, 27 prophesies 
the Messiah coming, and that he will die for our sins. His prophecy of Jesus is one of many. Bible scholars tell us Jesus fulfilled at least 300, 300 prophecies in his earthly ministry. Jesus not only fulfilled prophecy, he validated prophets and their prophecies. If he did, shouldn't we have confidence in prophecy in the Bible? For instance, in Matthew 12, 39 through 40, Jesus referred to the prophet Jonah. Yes, Jonah. As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He believed in Jonah and the story of Jonah. After Jesus' resurrection in Luke 24, 25 through 27, Jesus explained himself by explaining using the prophets and Moses. And he said, oh, foolish men and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, chiding the disciples for not believing. We look back at prophecy and see it fulfilled. We stand here and look at prophecy also yet to be fulfilled. Why would we question the reliability of future prophecy? What kind of prophecy? That Jesus is, Jesus is coming to earth again. Matthew 24, 27 prophesies, for just as a lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man, not as a babe the next time. Prophecy about the way Jesus is coming through the clouds. Acts 111 prophesies, this Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Why would we not believe Jesus is coming back and through the clouds? 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Why would we not believe this prophecy that believers who are alive at the time of Christ's return will be caught up in the air as is prophesied. Why would we not believe that? 2 Corinthians 5.10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Why would we not believe this prophecy that we, you and I, are going to literally stand before Jesus, not for judgment of heaven or hell if we're a believer, but for rewards, or lack of. Revelation 16, 1, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. Why would we not believe God is going to pour out his righteous wrath on the earth again when he's done it before with a flood? 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, For God... Oh, this is a good one. Has not destined us for wrath believers, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Why would we not believe this prophecy that believers are not going to experience God's wrath? It's prophesied. We will not. Revelation 16, 16. They gathered them together 
to the place which in Hebrew is called Armageddon. Why would you and I not take seriously the prophecy that nations will gather at Armageddon? Revelation 19, 11, and 14. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. Why would we not believe? Jesus is returning to earth and we will return with him. He said we would always be with him. Revelation 21 and 2 says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Why would you and I not believe that Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years, during which time Jesus will reign on earth and we will be with him? It says it right here, Revelation 20, 15. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Why do we not take seriously that those who do not call on Jesus for salvation will be eternally in the lake of fire with the devil? Revelation 21.10, And he, the angel, showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Why would we not believe Jesus when he said he was going to prepare a place for us? Oh, yes. Revelation 22, 7 and 12. Jesus said, And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. Behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. Why, friend, will we not believe Jesus and set our mind on the things above, as Colossians tells us, knowing that the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth await us? What is this prophecy of the new heaven and earth? The new Jerusalem of streets and rivers of nations serving and reigning with Christ, a paradise of us living in new bodies that don't sin, don't get sick, and where there is no sorrow. Jesus calls us to believe. The focus of our study on end times is what we should know and what we can do. We should know that what God has said, he will do. We have this day, this moment, this breath to call on him for salvation if we have never called on him. We should know that we will be rewarded for the work we do here on earth that has eternal kingdom value. All else goes up in flames. The rewards for eternal work will be beyond belief. Now that's what we should know. What can we do? If we are not a Christian, we can and should quickly repent of sin as Acts 2, 38 tells us. Repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If we are a Christian, we can worship God, practice righteousness, and keep ourselves holy as Revelation 22, 9 and 11 tells us. We can be Christ's witnesses 
and share with others how they can be saved. God is not keeping the future a secret. If you are not a Christian, will you respond to Christ's invitation to be saved? Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, forgive me. I am a sinner. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, who died on the cross for my sins. Forgive me, cleanse me, wash me. Come into me through your Holy Spirit. I commit my life to you in Jesus' name. If we are a Christian, have we been living for him? With our heart and mind and soul on Christ serving his purposes above our own purposes? If not, Christian, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father and Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you, but I have not been living for you. I have been living for myself. Forgive me, Lord. Oh, Father, break my heart. Inflame it for passion to serve you and your purposes. Kindle afresh the spirit that you have given me. Oh, Lord Jesus, I want to be living for you. I want to be used by you. Lord, open my eyes to the hurting world, to the unsaved. Instead of being a grumbler, help me be a faithful ambassador who carries about the fragrance of you in my life. Help me be a light in the darkness. Help me be salt that seasons and flavors and preserves lives, Father, by telling people how they can be saved, saving the souls, Father, that you died for. Lord Jesus, I love you, and I recommit my life to serving you and your purposes for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, you and I stand at a, in time and we look back at fulfilled prophecy and we believe. Now, we stand and, and we look at prophecy yet to be fulfilled. Oh, may we believe and then do what God calls us and invites us to do for his coming kingdom. Will you? And will you join me in saying, Lord, come quickly. Amen.